one. Amazing. We're 50 live. something. 52. <laughs> I believe. <laughs> no, I think 53. 53 then, I believe. And 53. we're on. Yeah. And we Ian are Parton. joined by Mr. Ian Parton. Thanks for coming is, on. Uh, a part of the Go team. That's me. The Go team. <laughs> the, Amazing. I said that right, right? Uh, yes. English is not my hmm. first language, so... Well, Alrighty, yeah. The GO yeah. team, yeah, the GO team. Um, you guys released a new song two days ago, exclusive, right? Cookie scene? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, let's let's yep. jump. Let's just jump right into it. Um, Without introducing our recurrent <laughs> guest oh. for the third time. Everyone Zach knows who I am. Right yeah, at now. this point, I've been yeah. on three times. Yeah, yeah Zach was our flipped, first guest, yeah. and he was on a couple of days ago. And He's he our self-proclaimed music expert. Yes. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So, th- yeah, let's. Let's jump right into it. Mm-hmm. So, that song. Yeah. Uh, uh, first, I have to say, I am not uh, into the, like, my genre of music, I should say, is mainly hip-hop, R&B, a little bit of blues, maybe All some right. old, like, old music, 80s, 70s, you know? This is my kind of, like, music, so... I would be lying if I said like, oh, I'm a huge fan of what you do. I mean, I like your stuff. It's good, but it's really not for me. But it is for these two. I will say, no, I will say that's not fair if you've only listened to the one song, Cookie Scene. No, I listen to like Semicircle. Yeah. I listen to Semicircle. All discography, all the genres you just named, uh, like pop, right, punk, right, hip hop right soul mm. choir all that is in like different moments throughout his you know the entire the go team ca- catalog could right? be mm-hmm. yeah. i agree yes yes awesome <laughs> all right oh for I sure mean, uh-huh. <laughs> and you have and it's really cool how you bring it all together to make it to your own sound right you have your own sound and you bring in all these different uh <clears> inputs <throat> yeah can you tell us a little bit more about um ian when did you start yeah. playing music <laughs> when did you start playing music how old are you what's your first music memory um, well, I, I remember as a kid, I would always be into like the theme tunes to TV shows more than others, maybe. My ears mm-hmm. would prick up when, <laughs> you know, Charlie's Angels would come on and stuff like that. So I was never, I'm not particularly a good musician. I'm, I'm, I still struggle with chords and things like that. But I do have this ability to kind of want to hear a good melody. I kind of just laser beam on in on it and I kind of hoard I collect all these different ideas and stuff. So that's really what I've got going for me is that I, I kind of zero in on things and I grab, I, I kind of think of music as a, like a pick a mixy mm-hmm. type thing. Mm-hmm. And it's quite specific as well. I wouldn't just say I'm into soul. I'd say I'm into this person here, or I like this snare drum sound on this song, or I like the strings in this Bollywood song. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's, it's quite specific. So I'm, I'd never answer a question, you know, what music you into. I wouldn't, I'd never say, oh, I'm a bit, like a bit of everything, you know, like everyone does these days. I'm like laser beam. I like this, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And what, uh, what instruments do you, did you start off playing to begin with? I see a bunch of instruments behind you right now. You play all yeah. those. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I'm really a drummer, I suppose. Mm-hmm. So, um, I was always like tapping when I was a kid and I still do. Anyone that knows me knows mm-hmm. that I'm always uh, fidgeting and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. then I guess, so from drums, I went to guitar, 
so I, the first record, Thunder, Lightning, Strike, I did, I did the whole record on my own pretty much. So I was kind of through cutting things up and putting things in time, I kind of created the illusion of being able to play all these instruments and that stuff. You know, mm -hmm. I could play harmonica and banjo. Well, mm -hmm. I can't play banjo, but... <laughs> yeah, so uh, I can play a bit of everything really, but mm -hmm. my attitude is like the rest of the band members are so brilliant as mm -hmm. they're better musicians than I am. So I normally kind of once I've written the song, I farm it out. You know, I get in my my crew sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So when you when you started off with you said the first album you made it yourself, right? Um, yeah. Why why was it called the Go Team <laughs> when it's just you to begin mm. with mm -hmm. yeah yeah good question where'd that um, name come from mm -hmm. well i mean I, I read an article um about plane crashes and it said that the people that go and investigate the plane crash are called the go team and i kind of wrote it in my little book in fact mm -hmm. i've probably got the little book here yeah so it's actually in here and it's in 1993 and <laughs> So that's how long ago I'd written it. Mm -hmm. And I, when I was looking back through, when I was picking my potential band names, it sort of jumped out at me. So, um, good question though. Why is it? I, I've always been into the idea of teams and gangs and gang vocals and stuff like that. So I never, I don't like the idea of a lone person with a, a laptop noodling away it's not i don't dig that i'm into gangs there you go that's the uh the go team, team. the original 1993 <laughs> this is like a piece of history right there yeah, like, uh, of the go team right have you ever showed this to anyone before yeah i, did I mean like on a podcast or so, on a like on so, a tv show mm -hmm. or i did a tim's listening party and i showed some of these the other day um there's a song on the first album called Feel Good by Numbers, and that's written there. So, mm -hmm. you know, so I'd, I'd kind of hoard lots of little ideas in these books and store them away and wait. There's another Go Team song called Fake ID. You know, mm -hmm. so, yeah. But, um, so when you started off, it was you on your own, and you'd imagine that at some point it branch out into a team? Because the yeah. first, the first like album is a, like a lot of instruments, right? A lot of samples, right? Like, how mm -hmm. did you know? Like, how did you imagine it uh, spread the way it did and grow? Well, I can't. I off. guess I was imagining what I thought the band should be. I was imagining lots of us. I was imagining boys and girls. I was imagining perhaps different nationalities. You know. Mm -hmm. Uh, so just, I've always liked bands with girls in them, you know, the Velvet Underground or, you know, Sonic Youth or whatever. So to have that sort of feminine uh, dimension was a big deal for me, you know, mm -hmm. particularly as at the time, like the enemy um, was, was kind of always kind of had this kind of wet dream about male skinny boys with guitars, you know, it was like, like a little club all these boys, you know, with tight jeans and stuff. So I kind of wanted to be anti that. I wanted to be the anti indie bands in a way. So speaking of, mm -hmm. yeah, speaking of the go team, we let's, let's talk about the members. Mm -hmm. So I have here like a, a picture. 
right of like yeah. different uh, mm-hmm. band members here i'll put this right here okay yeah. uh, so the cover art for sem- semicircle uh-huh is that how you pronounce it in england yeah. semicircle how do you guys say it <laughs> we, we say semicircle, but semicircle. Say semicircle. Semi, don't mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> okay so if you can see this girl mm. here above this? the e with the, with <laughs> above the reds e. right her that's ninja she's uh the live lead singer and she appears on records quite a bit as well but not always all right and she's she's the most amazing front woman ever have mm. any of you have any of you seen us live I saw you guys in 2016 in uh, Cambridge, uh, and oh, yeah, the... Ninja was uh, there for that. Yeah. Oh, cool. It's all right. And so, who else was there? Uh, Simone is a girl with the drum, the marching drum. So right here, this girl over here. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Sam up here with the flip-down shades above the sousaphone. That's Sam. He's so me, Sam, and Ninja, above the, mm-hmm. uh, okay, the ones that we've we've been in it the longest. So we we start, you know, we were there from day one. Mm-hmm. This girl here with the shiny dress, Mackie, she's actually left the group now, but yeah, she was on guitar. But we've had a new girl called Nia join her, and there's me pretending to play a trumpet <laughs> over here. Mm-hmm. You don't play, play trumpet? trumpet oh, you can't play trumpet. <laughs> yeah. No. And who's everyone else? They're all just people we got together. That it's the band member, the real band members are kind of mixed in there, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, they're just a bunch of randoms, really. Oh, just a bunch <laughs> of randoms, <laughs> no, like extras on set, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, that was yeah. yeah, and that was in a in a high school. Uh, where where was that taken? Yeah, I've always mm-hmm. it was in South London. Yeah, I've got. Mm-hmm. I've always been into the idea of like recording in gymnasiums and stuff, that kind of wooden floor and the kind of cavernous sound and the kind of ramshackleness of of school bands, you know, that feel. So I guess I was trying to conjure up those kind of ideas and make it quite almost like an updated Sergeant Pepper, I guess, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, yeah, let's wait. So that first song on that album, Mayday, how many yeah. instruments, that's a very like, loud song with a lot of instruments and vocals. Can you break down? I'm, like, it's hard for me to really, with my ears, understand how many instruments are playing there? <laughs> how many people are singing? Um, can you break it Oh, down? man, too much. I mean, the vocals <laughs> are, mm-hmm. I, the vocals I went to Detroit mm-hmm. and recorded with a, a community choir. Mm-hmm. So there are a bunch of girls, sort of teenage girls. I just got them to shout. There's Simone on the drums, but then there's drum samples mixed in with it as well. The drums, there's real horns, the samples playing, but we had a sort of sitar dig. So there's all, yeah, a whole bunch of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I like, right. I like every, every song generally has about sort of six ideas kind of glued together. And these ideas have existed on their own for months or years, potentially. And I, I try things, I grab different things and I stick them next to each other and once I came up with the idea of kind of the Morse code and the idea about kind of like a love emergency and then the whole thing just kind of fitted into place you know 
Interesting. So does the Morse code actually like say anything or is it just the... <laughs> no. Oh man, that would have been cool though. If you think about it, that would have been like a pretty cool That'd thing. That would have been Sergeant like, Peppers. Uh -huh. if you, yeah, if you, got the, like, if you took the Morse code and you just put it out and it spells like the Go team, for example. So, yeah, people, people think it does, but I never correct them when they say that. But mm. I, I was more into the rhythm working with the drums, you know. Mm -hmm. Not bad. And you say you went to Detroit to see a choir you can find a choir in the uk uh it was a particular sound mm -hmm. i mean I, I i kind of for some reason i do gravitate towards american voices a lot there's a particular kind of kind of gang vocals that we wouldn't it would you know you could get that in britain and i like black voices as well i've always had the had a thing for that kind of accents and stuff like that i mean so i, I knew i knew that I'd have to go to the real and get the real deal. You know, I'd have to go there mm -hmm. and really get the real, real McCoy, you know? Yeah. So, so correct me if I'm wrong, but this is, is this like an all girls band or is it just a, like, is it like the a choir? boys and girls? The choir, you mean? Mm -hmm. No, no, the actual go team themselves. Cause I'm not too sure. Like the videos I've watched when I heard the songs, I was hearing the songs, right? So I was like, I wasn't really looking at the phone. But, uh, uh, yeah, so it's, it's hard, it's normally half and half. So, half at the minute, half. at the minute, there's me, Sam, and Adam, the bassist, all right, and, and then we have Ninja, Nia, and Simone, and then we have two girl brass players as well. So, all right, yeah, we're kind of outnumbered, the fellas are <laughs> on the road. Okay. You know, there's there's yeah. five girls and three men. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> I mean, if you're always looking to equal it out and you're looking for nationalities, I play the guitar. <laughs> cool, right? Yeah, I know. Mm -hmm. You know, we're all music you have, like, Yeah, yeah, we're we can. And from, and we're also international. I see like a bunch of your like influences are like from all over the place. As you said, USA, UK, Bollywood, right? A lot of fun, yeah. pop, yeah. disco. What um, what does it mean to you to have like like a? Are you trying to have like a global outreach or is like? Um, or what does it mean to you? Is just the input? Or... I, think, I, think it's, it's, I think it's just recognizing that you can simultaneously be into all of this stuff, you know, and, and every country has stuff going for it, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's Serge Gainsbourg or, uh, like you say, Bollywood or Krautrock or whatever, you know. So it's kind of, I always think of it as like your life flashing before your eyes and you kind of grab just your favorite thing. So the go team for me, is about your favorite things all jammed together and seeing no reason why you can't do that you know mm -hmm. it's well, quite self-indulgent and quite mm -hmm. me-ish you know so everyone could could create their own version of that idea i suppose you know um, interesting yeah you were gonna say early i can Go ahead. I wanted to ask about the uh, Detroit some more. So how did that happen? So you wanted to record this album. You had everything written out and you wanted, and you like just picked the band, yeah. you flew out, well, recorded. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I was imagining a community choir, you know, really kind of ramshackle rough around the edges. Um, so I, I think I fired out some emails to various people around America. Mm -hmm. And this was the most enthusiastic. There was a bloke called Mr. White, who was the, uh, the choir leader who was like, uh, I don't, even I called him Mr. White, you know, 
<laughs> he was like, he was, he really helped me out. He was like properly reining them in. Because you can imagine that I was trying to wrangle like a hundred kids. There were a hundred kids in that choir? Loads. And all the families turned up, <laughs> brothers and uh, sisters. Mm-hmm. I, had to, I had to get like industrial amount of uh, KFC in for them. Like <laughs> buckets of this shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, was, it was kind of a wrangling process, but I knew within this room there was something worth capturing, you know, the, the rawness of it, you know. Mm. So, so the, go, the go team is, I'm pulled in so many different directions all at the same time, you know, I want it to be catchy, but I want it to be really raw, like it's thrown together. You know, I slave over these songs for months, but I want it to sound like it's just just happening, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. it's coming at you. And I think that really came through, like uh, coming from like the scene between to this, it's so many new voices hearing on the album. And uh, I think that no matter who you get to sing or who does vocals, including the new track, that it always still sounds like the Go Team. Mm-hmm. And that's really cool. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. I don't know why that is, if it's my sense of melody or if it's the production that kind of sort of glues it all together. I wonder what do you, what like, I feel like no matter what the, uh, the vocal effects are very like consistent throughout your discography. Um, like there's like something, there's just like uh, the way it's recorded or maybe it's the way it's like uh, mastered into the mix is always very consistent, I feel. And like whether it's Ninja or Maki or anyone singing it, uh, it's very clear like it, it always comes through as like very unique to you guys okay that's it, that's interesting because we i mean i don't really mess with it too much i mean i distort it and stuff as usual like i do most things but there's no magical thing i mean i do like things trashy i like for me trashiness and treble is a sound of being alive you know mm. that kind of buckling under the weight and red limiting things and stuff you know mm-hmm. The sound of imperfection is basically the sound of life for me. You know, when you make things too Coldplay and too manicured and perfect, it's, it's getting further and further away from real life for me. You know, I want it to be. You know, there's a reason why when you when you're in a wedding reception and you know Motown comes on or you know Stevie Wonder that everyone digs it and everyone's dancing. It's that. It's the Obviously, it's songwriting, but it's the distortion and the just the excitement of it you get with that. Just you know. So your first album, Thunder mm-hmm. Lightning Strike. Mm-hmm. Uh, so was this recorded in like a studio, or how? Like how did that all come to be? So like walk mm-hmm. us through what, like what took place for it to mm-hmm. happen. Well, I mean, I, this was 15 years ago. I was, I used to be a a filmmaker. Well, I used to make TV documentaries for like a discovery channel about mummies and bog bodies. (laughs) Wait, you you shot like a documentary on mummies? (laughs) Oh yeah, quite a few, yeah. All right, okay. (laughs) Uh Bodies, bodies buried in bogs and skeletons. And I did one in Florida, like about an 8,000 year old bodies that were found in a bog. But a bog in Florida, all sorts of stuff. Ice mummies, ice all mummies. sorts. Where do you find ice mummies? Uh, we went to Greenland. We went to the Andes. <laughs> we went to Russia. Mm-hmm. So you start off as <laughs> a 
right? Yeah, so so I would, you know, but I've been doing music since since I was in uni and before I'd have a, like a four track and I would get these shitty like Tijuana loops, you know, like brass lips and put like white noise over it and stuff. So I've kind of always been obsessed with the idea of clashing sounds and stuff. But I would do that on a four track, even when I was like 18, 19. So the idea of this, the the idea of this band's always kind of been there lurking. Um, But so I, you know, I'd come home from, from work, after making a doc, you know, making these documentaries and keep plugging away at this idea. You know, the song, first song I wrote was uh, what I was happy with. It's called Get It Together, which has kind of become known as the Little Big Planet theme, I suppose. But mm-hmm. it was this really kind of messed up mix of recorders and electro and banjos and stuff. So I'd keep chipping away. And then eventually I'd had enough for an album. and I'd go to my folks house, filled up a car with drums and, and all of my stuff my samples and stuff like that and when they were off on holiday i'd set up the drum kit in the live in the kitchen and everything else in the basement and i'd keep running up and downstairs playing drums sometimes my grandma would come in and make a cup of tea whilst i was doing the drums and stuff you know so really yeah i just made this album you know just please myself <laughs> ju- just me went back to work at the end of it put it out and it's started to uh take off gather you know. the attention yeah, yeah what do you mean like, you put it out how did you like how did it you well I, I sent it mm-hmm. there was a label in uk called memphis industries who were really enthusiastic about it and they were the first ones i really sent it to and they were straight away into it uh stuck it out there we didn't clear any of the samples because it was so <laughs> small time uh-huh literally mm-hmm. stick it out you know like something like lady flash would have 15 samples on it mm-hmm. is that you know, is that a problem later on like for you it was you yeah we, mm-hmm. eventually we signed to a major label and they started panicking so i had to, re- <laughs> had to cl- we had to clear it and replay things it was pretty horrible but but i heard yeah. it was like it was recorded in your parents kitchen was is that true uh-huh mm-hmm. yeah the origin story. So uh, I'm not, I guess I'm not the only one who <laughs> mm-hmm. is in love with the kitchen or gets these ideas <laughs> or does most of my work in the kitchen. <laughs> and it's not bad because I, when I study, I study next to the kitchen. So, right. How do you go about yeah. sampling nowadays? Because um, I always think of like, uh, I mean, like the Avalanche's wildflower problem where it took them so long to clear everything. Um, and you, there's so many samples on your first album. Um, how, what's your approach to sampling nowadays? Are you as interested in, are you, are you more about recording songs and sampling them yourself? Uh, it, it's still a mixture. I don't really, I don't try not to lean too heavily on samples because it's kind of ethically and, and artistically dubious to just build a song around somebody else's stuff, I think. So I, whenever I do sample, I try and recontextualize it so much and reverse it distort it play different chords over the top of it that it's kind of becomes a new thing and you can't spot it often or it's so obscure i don't really like sampling to things that are too famous or anything like that and i'm quite prepared to give anyone whatever they want to keep the song as it should be you know or sometimes we don't even clear if it's so unrecognizable you know? mm. but we don't tell anyone that 
God All right. on your end, Ian. You, you find a, like a song you're interested in. You're like, oh, I like this part of this song. I want to sample it, right? And then you clear it to make sure before you continue with it or? Not, no, no, no. You know, I have, I, there's, a, there's a moment at the beginning of every album where I'm literally month, month, day after day, listening to records all day. Mm -hmm. And I'll just grab a little, I oh, like that drum fill there. So I'll, I'll grab it and stick it in like this document, which has like every idea in it. <laughs> and I even arrange it. I'm so geeky. I arrange it into notes, but because I don't really know the names of notes, I call them one, two, three, four, five <laughs> and minor and major and separate my beats into break beats and you know, so I kind of listen back. And, and the listening process, just listening to records all day almost triggers your own melody ideas. And sometimes you'll stop the song and you'll play your own version of it, which is completely different anyway. And then I'll listen back to those ideas months later and I think, I go, oh, that fits pretty good. So gr gradually these songs will just yeah. reveal themselves. So from, your, from the samples, you get inspired and you'd make like an inspired version, but it's your touch to it. It's mm -hmm. your flavor and taste to it right i mean often it's so far removed that it's not it, it is my idea effectively you know i, I never yeah. rip, rip things off particularly you know um uh yeah and I, i'm interested in choppiness i'm interested in mm -hmm. this bit has this drum sound this bit goes big this bit goes small and messed up you know so i like and i really want to explore that more as well you know um for for a song like the the cookie scene, could you break us down? Like, how long did it take for that to happen? To record it? I think it, together? it started. It started. I found there was an African song with kalimbas, I believe, which went. It it didn't do it didn't play exactly that, but it was hmm. near enough. And I, yeah, I saw it, that was the starting point. That flute thing replaying that kalimba thing which would which is different anyway and then you know songs like Aiko Aiko I don't know if you know that song Dixie Cups my grandma your grandma did by um, there's there's some percussion on that which is like sort of drumsticks hit next to each other and like finger clicks and clapping and so I wanted to make the beat like that you know like rim shots and mm -hmm. boom so it yeah. starts off more rhythmically for you. Do you start it's, mostly with the rhythm? It's 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 not it's it's an unusual song for the go team because mm -hmm. it's a lot more minimal and a lot more because normally my ideas have like six ideas in it. This one really has two. Built on know. that one loop, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of unusual, but I figured you know once you get into that loop, you don't really want it to stop. You know, it's it is what it is. You know, it's it's. I think of it in the tradition of like you've got De La Salle behind you there. Do you know what I mean? I think of it in the tradition of the Daisy Age era of hip hop, you know, um, and Roxanne Shante, you know, people like that. But at the same time, I think it feels kind of unique. I think it, it's, I think you'd hear it and you'd possibly know it's a go team straight mm -hmm. away, maybe, even though it's not a conventional go team song, maybe. I don't know. So you, you found that, right? And then you put it in, mixed it with, um, what's, the, what's the next step? So, well, I, 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 mm -hmm. I have a flute, I, I, a Mellotron flute. So I, and then I've got a real flute player to come in to so this room now we're in. 
and she played the flute part doubled up with mellotron flute and stuff and then i got simone i went to the isle of wight and did the drums with simone for the rest of the whole album and this was one of the songs we did so we were you know in a in a, in a corridor like banging radiators and knocking drumsticks together and so slightly ramshackle and i would get like a 50p on a on a bottle just doing all that kind of stuff um yeah uh, what else do i do I think the vocals yeah the lyrics i think there was a kalimba oh. on it mm-hmm. um <laughs> uh yeah the the lyric the vocals were when i was in detroit there was a girl in the choir who went by the name of indigo who was a rapper and she was like 16 17 and so she, when she i could hear she had this sort of roxanne shante tone in her voice which is so rare you know so i said i can in the future i'd like to work with you so i just sent her an email saying could you do some things over this song the first thing she did was that phenomenal bit phenomenal phenomenal but um i i asked her to go back and use the phrase it's a da da it's a da 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 so that's what she kept coming up with variations on that so it's kind of a collaboration i think it took about three and about three backwards and forwards bits before you it arrived at that and then she went and recorded it in detroit sent it back to me so yeah it was, yeah. i guess it's built with layers and then we had mm-hmm. adam do the bass on it and stuff mm-hmm. so you recorded so, you were in the uk she was in right um detroit yeah. this was during COVID time, so you can fly. Uh, it was earlier it on. It was. It was a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. It's been knocking around for a while. Mm-hmm. But, but you just yeah, I mean, you just weren't like close enough to like you were both busy. Like, why weren't you together when you were recording something like this? Or is it? Too- I, I couldn't. I, I mm-hmm. couldn't really afford to go to Detroit. Mm-hmm. And it was. It, it worked out fine. I knew. I knew from her demos that she was going to do a good job. You know. So. Mm-hmm. I figured sometimes it's better to just leave people do their thing as well. You know. Yeah. Right. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out. Indigo, mm-hmm. uh, I guess. Yeah. Yes. And on your previous album, Semi Circle, so, you have a uh, bunch of you have a bunch of different like names of different people, right? And, Hi, my name is Janelle. Or uh, uh, yeah. Right. yeah. Are all those like real real people, or what's the? Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. That, that was the. Uh, <laughs> From the. Those are the teen. Mm-hmm. Those are the teenagers in Detroit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was a cool moment, actually. Mm-hmm. Um. Because I realized that the key to it was for them to vary the way they said hello. Because if they all said, hi, I'm a Virgo, hi, I'm, it was, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it had to be, what's up? I'm Sagittarius. But, but yo, I'm, you know, so, <laughs> which made it, it was a, I always love, um, you know, like Soul Train, you know, those old episodes of Soul Train where they do the dance down the line. Do you know that? The program Soul Train? No. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And all the yeah, all those. Uh, Here's a real question. Uh, what's your star sign? <laughs> what's your star sign? Where I go. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Awesome. All right. Yes. I don't know. I'm not into star signs. I, I just wanted to. <laughs> it's just a, to be honest, I'm not really into it. But I, I, mm-hmm. I just wanted to know. <laughs> this one. But yeah. No. But okay. Mm-hmm. Virgo. Mm-hmm. Cool. Neither am I. And um, this new album, you said. Well, you said this new track's off a new album, right? So is there a new one coming out soon? 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know when it'll be out. I think it'll probably be next year, actually, just because oh. of this whole Corona yes. stuff. Mm-hmm. Kind of throwing a spanner in the works. But um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of mostly done. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much done. What was the last... Do you uh, actually have fun? Uh, I want to ask this. Do you actually have fun when you play live music or is it like more tedious than it is enjoyable? Like, oh, what's, no. what's your honest take on it? <laughs> you could never call it tedious. It's the, it's the prize. It's the prize for this. Because when you, when you record, it's meticulous and it's day after day and it's, it's zeroing in on all these things and fixing problems. But when you play live, it's like the opposite. It's like... You know, it's unleashing all this stuff that you've just been building up for for years and months. You know, and I normally have about three or four months—sorry, years—between albums. So, and particularly when you come to America, like touring America is one of my, one of my favorite things in the world to do. Just waking up okay, in a so different town. Okay, so you answered my next question. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's your favorite. Which was your favorite? Oh, you've been played to Japan. Japan. Oh yeah, loads. Yeah, let, I mean, let, let's do this. So, so where have you played? <laughs> mm-hmm. I honestly want to know, like, where where have you gone? Where, where, what have where, you? We've we've been we've been everywhere. I mean, we've been to Russia, Australia, Korea, Japan, loads, America, loads, Europe, loads. I mean, yeah, uh, Singapore. Yeah. What was the last yeah. live live concert? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, mm-hmm. we have some. Two of the girls in the group have had babies uh, mm-hmm. a few months back, so it's kind of congrats. Mm-hmm. It's a new era. Congratulations! <laughs> <to them. laughs> so we've got two. We've got two goating babies now. So <laughs> it was it was uh, twenty eighteen, mm-hmm. so autumn twenty eighteen, was the last gig in Cardiff. Oh, so we're mm-hmm. we're pretty out of the we're pretty out of the mm-hmm. uh, out of the game, but mm-hmm. I think we'll be back. All right. I mean, it's your chance to, since we have this whole COVID break, I think it's your chance to, like, you know, hit the studios, just, like, <laughs> come up with some new good stuff, you know, mm-hmm. so that once it's all over, you come back strong, we'll, like, mm-hmm. just take the world by storm one country at a time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Amazing. Or do you 2021. with what I say? Or... <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll, we'll take Q8. Mm-hmm. Take... <laughs> you might just do that. You never know. <laughs> mm-hmm. But if you do end up coming here, hit me up. I can help you out with like venues and stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. So when you when when you when you're playing live, Ian, it sounds so different, obviously, because you don't have a hundred people on stage with you, right? Singing the choir. So how do you? What's your approach to playing live um, with the recorded music you have? I sound- I mean, we just do we do what we do basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we have the samples going off, and we have real most of the time we have brass players with us now as well just kind of mm-hmm. beefing the whole thing up because you can't beat that sledgehammer of real brass you know mm-hmm. and ninja does her thing you know she's amazing at doing what she does but she can't make a gang vocal so we're, mm. we're kind of we are different but ninja makes up for it you know all right mm-hmm. and yeah. Yeah. let's tell us a little bit about you and you play video games no. <laughs> All right. But you made you made a song for a video game, right? I know, a, big, it's, it's, a little big video game. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny, mm-hmm. man. We, we're so we seem to have gamers seem to have taken us under their wing a little bit. <laughs> like, but so yeah, Little Big Planet is a big one, but we've been on a few other ones. Um, 
and the new the new Sackboy game as well has got another it's got May Day on it, which was kind of a big deal for them, but not for me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> How does that happen? How does that? Happen? Yeah, it's a little big little big planet, right, on the PS5 coming out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Three I mean, I guess. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> How that happened? How did it happen? I mean, medium. <clears throat> the makers of the game, I think they're called Media Molecule. <clears throat> um, I guess they just thought get it together was a good fit, mm-hmm. and it was quite cheeky. And it, <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it fits it. Mm-hmm. Pe- people can't. Lots of people can't think of it without thinking of the game, really. But you know. <clears throat> It's funny because that um, was my first exposure to it when I was probably like 10, like <laughs> watching the trailer yeah. for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's pretty much yeah, like a latent motif for the, for the game. <clears throat> That's it. I mean, the amount, of, the amount of times I hear that people discovered us through that, because like, there's no money in video games. I think we got paid like a thousand pounds for that or maybe less. But it was kind of like a free advert, really. You know, you're getting into people's homes and getting into people's places you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> especially but, um, especially young people with that uh yeah game i mean mm-hmm. it's it's for better or for worse you know it's whether they it's whether they come only know that song or if they come to you and stick with you and do the do the digging for the other stuff you know but lots of people have definitely heard of us through that no question you know mm-hmm. even though it's kind of an alien world for me because I've never done it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. And right. uh, so here's a controversial question, but I'm gonna ask anyway because I. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Why not, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, we all heard the term like, okay, so famous, right? So when did you realize like, whoa, the Go Team is now like famous? Like, what was that one moment? Mm-hmm. You know uh, that just. I, I can guarantee we're not famous. Um, we're, we're still not famous now. I mean, we're we did quite well at the beginning there, but um, no, I certainly wouldn't think of it famous. I mean, I was me personally. Uh, I think Ninja maybe gets recognised occasionally. People people might know the name. People might know the go to name, but not famous. We're we're still a cult band. We're a cult band. You know, I bet I bet you if. It seems like people that know us kind of really get into it, but but most people are oblivious to it really. Hmm. And we do we do split people as well. Some people absolutely hate it, and I think it 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 uh, the 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 relentlessness and the trashiness and the mm-hmm. gang vocaliness of it. Some people just don't get, and I kind of I'm kind of don't mind that at all because I don't really I have no interest in the sort of earnest uh, Radiohead kind of world you know what I mean I kind of want to mm-hmm. create a new way of being cool <laughs> yeah. all right and, and you yeah, join beat them I guess mm-hmm. and you've been consistent from the so, beginning to now with like your message throughout the whole like um music catalog is just that keep going right the go team go 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 um there might be haters but you just got to keep going uh, how much is that you just telling yourself um <laughs> just got to keep pushing through it <laughs> i don't know it's, it's funny i've never really thought about it i just i'm naturally attracted to dynamism because mm-hmm. i'm not me personally i'm not like like a kid's 
presenter or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty, I'm pretty cynical and downbeat and stuff. But for some reason, I'm just drawn. And even when I try and write an album which is aggro and maybe darker, I st- it still winds up sounding like the Go Team. You know, I don't know what mm-hmm. it is. I, mm-hmm. I, I love that idea about music that it's kind of there's just some it's like a fingerprint you know there's no it's just like you mm. can't quantify it there's no explanation why neil young sounds like neil young or we sound like us or stereo lab sound like stereo lab there's just some thing that nobody can put there nobody can explain it mm-hmm. you know what makes it unique and you can never put it into words it's just a thing it's just a feel you know I mean, it's, yeah, like it's, it's like to each his own, I guess this mm-hmm. would apply here. Like the Go team has their own sort of musical style, right? Mm-hmm. Where if you try and change just any little bit of it, it's just not going to sound like the Go team. Mm-hmm. So I guess you can just work on that and mm-hmm. maybe like just make it better. Mm-hmm. But again, I'm not yeah, an expert I mean, in said, music for it. You said music by you said music by numbers, right? That's one of the, your original songs, right? You don't you don't do you believe okay. like there's like a good kind of like good music and bad music or production or melody wise and um or is it just every person has their own unique interpretation of it i think there's different kinds of goodness uh, when you say something is good it can mean mm-hmm. a few different things say like, say a song like shake it off by taylor swift mm-hmm. is undeniably an amazing bit of pop music you know it's like precision engineered but it's not, it doesn't speak to, you know, it's not my thing or anything like that. So you mm-hmm. can't, but then there could be another song, which is completely you. It's almost like it's been uh, like precision engineered for you sort of thing like that. So there's different, it's like different degrees or you can hate a song, but recognize <laughs> that it's good mm-hmm. or, you know, so this mm-hmm. idea of good and bad or mm-hmm. high up, the concept of high and low, art kind of winds me up a little bit you know because i mm-hmm. think i think pop music in its best form can be high art you know unquestionably and equally as much as nick cave or tom york you know the concept of darkness equals high art i've never bought right. into mm-hmm. you know but i'm, I'm not into vacuousness or mm-hmm. bubble gum <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. But but I think uh, the perfect pop song is, and even even that word pop is such a, a broad concept. You know, I think of Marbury Valentine as a pop group, really, just because the melodies are so delicious and stuff like that. So stretching what pop means as well, you know, is kind of interesting to me. You know, mm. but for me, every okay. every group is at their best when they're at their poppiest you know like deer hoof are a pop band you know for me and they and when they're poppiest is that them at their best but you know <laughs> i don't mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. So, i can think of like connie for example with my beautiful dark twisted fantasy like that's his most epic grandest poppiest album maybe and um yeah i know yeah. zach do you have any it's, do you have it's, any it's, mm-hmm. it's hard it's hard Mm-hmm. That's, that's why that's why it's high art it's it's the hardest thing to do mm-hmm. you know it's it's easy to do drone music and plug in a thousand pedals and make some 
<laughs> unlistenable, which I love as well. You know, I love all that stuff. But it's when you get the sort of songwriting hooks, hooks, and that's what I'm. That's what keeps him going is the idea of hooks being always out of my reach, and I'm always just one. Maybe tomorrow will be my best hook, you know. Mm-hmm. So rather than just layering on random car chases and cheerleaders and trumpets and uh, Charlie Brown piano, I'm not, which is probably what people think I do. I just, they probably just think I layer <laughs> on all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Really, I'm interested in hooks and the song. So that's why I never learned to play guitar properly or become brilliant at anything because I'm more interested in the song as this perfect thing to strive for, you know, and it's a never ending quest, you know, that's what mm-hmm. keeps you going, you know. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. And- uh, here, uh, I want to also talk about, so it's something completely natural for bands to, you know, lose a member or like decide, you know, to let go of a member. But what's not common among all bands is the reason. So do you, can you discuss like the reason behind like why some people might choose to leave a band, why some people might choose to, you know, mm-hmm. just, you, know. <laughs> you want some dirt? <laughs> not dirt i just I, I was just wondering like what would cause someone to like leave a band because um, we asked the same to a very uh like uh, legendary uh, viking rock uh <laughs> band group called tear and uh, he actually gave us a good answer uh, i remember he said it was like some people might just not be a fan of the music that or some people might not like the artistic direction they're heading in so that was his answer so is this also true <clears throat> for I mean, like your past yeah. members, or well, we had two members who became a couple, mm-hmm. uh, Cowrie and Jamie, who were in the first version of the band, and they be- they became a couple, and then they had a baby. We've got two babies now, so that was them. They couldn't they, they couldn't tour any- mm-hmm. anymore. You know, they so, had to, yeah, I so guess, that, raise the kids. That so. was one reason mm-hmm. that we had <laughs> romance. You know, uh, yeah, I mean. But um, yeah, I think I think Mackie left just because it was she couldn't give up that time. She had her own band and stuff like that. So bit of music, bit of time. But yeah, I mean it's always because the go team is really me and Ninja and Sam who've been there from the beginning. Or we can we can we're a bit like the Terminator. We can't be we can't be stopped. You know, we can keep going. <laughs> No, but but like, so who who from the three of you, uh, like, not who from the three of you here? Let me change this question. How like if you come up with let's say this tune, right? You got the song; it's ready to be recorded. Uh, and uh, mm-hmm. for example, like, do they? What happens if they disagree with like what they like? For example, they didn't like it or something like that. What happens there? I mean, the go team really has been me my my songwriting from day one and my my tastes you know mm-hmm. it's kind of like my brain on vinyl so i i like getting people's input but i don't know if anyone else could veto it particularly mm-hmm. <laughs> nice uh-huh. so okay. you just stress yourself with everything right so any thought you have you just push with it and if you like it and you go with it i think of it 
I, I just think, yeah, I'm just, if it's just a watertight, cool little song, that's really it, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard to pick which ones make the cut and stuff, you know, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to satisfy so many things at the same time, you know, I want it to be experimental, original, really catchy, potentially exciting, you know, possibly hopefully good lyrics you know mm-hmm. T- so to try and get all of those things at the same time you know that's the challenge you know mm-hmm. make make something that no one's I, I think every band should strive to be uniquely themselves and and put a sound there which only they could do and which everyone could recognize i think every band should have like his own universe that that almost like a mythology or something like you could imagine and it would just extend beyond music you know you could think what what tv shows Mm -hmm. would would or films or books or you know an aesthetic that carries through everything i like bands i always gravitate towards bands that do that you know have a not just i'm writing a song g e I, I like the idea of a, a coherent universe that they live in, you know. <laughs> Amazing. Truly. Thank you, Ian. Uh, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. so, That's uh, great. That, yeah, any... I just wanna, I wanted to ask, Ian, what are your favorite movies? Just, yeah. Um, so I love Midnight Cowboy, <laughs> The Graduate, and early Woody Allen, like Play It Again, Sam, uh, Network, American movie, The Straight Story. Mm-hmm. A lot of American Mike movies. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, some Mike Lee stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. Awesome. <laughs> well then, Zach, do you have any questions? You want to ask? Uh, I mm-hmm. mean, I was, I was curious about the new album and what's, uh, what do you have in mind for, uh, you said you already recorded a lot of it. Um, what's up next? Because I think the last two albums, you've done a lot of different stuff, uh, like really more so than anything else. So I'm curious what, uh, what's next. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting to hear people acknowledge that it is different because <laughs> the line that everyone trots out is oh, it's more of the same, you know, that one song. <laughs> so it's like, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, but what am I doing? I am, it's, hopefully it's a bit, it's kind of psychedelic in a way. It's kind of a bit trippy, a bit kind of lots of flutes and, uh, but a bit like a cross between the scene between and semicircle maybe. So it's quite, quite a lot of vocal melody, a bit those sort of curvy, my bit of Valentine-esque vocals. It's exciting because I think that um, song "What'd You Say" the first track on "Scene Between" is one of your best songs, and I thought that was like such nobody, a cool. Nobody says that ever. <laughs> I I think it's so catchy, and I love the uh, the production on it. It's very uh, it's got that kind of almost shoegazy kind of chunk to it but obviously not yeah. that that much but uh i i yeah. think seeing more of that side could be really cool and it sounds like if there's more psychedelic influence there's gonna be a lot of stuff to be yeah it, it, it's not it wouldn't be a shoegaze record but um but nods to it nods to it that's for sure yeah uh yeah i mean it's i guess it's i've always been interested in black and white music kind of 
making taking what I think of as the best of white music, you know, the Velvet Underground and kind of noisy stuff and the best of black music as I see it, you know, the early hip hop and, you know, <clears throat> Motown and Northern Soul and stuff like that. And kind of, that's kind of almost a, a never ending interest of mine, you know, how those worlds can collide, you know. All right, so before we uh, end off the episode, uh, when would you like to drop the release date of your next album, exclusive on A to the Show, <laughs> maybe? Uh, no, I can't, I can't give you that. Even I don't know it really. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. That's fair. Mm-hmm. fair. I'm excited All for it. Right, so, yeah, we've, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, uh, look, I will say this. Your songs do give like a good... Uh, vibe of let's go do this you know like it's a it's, a, it's good for spreading positivity mm-hmm. right when a lot of songs nowadays is mainly just sex money drugs you know especially mm-hmm. in hip-hop like i i got i grown tired of the hip-hop scene nowadays because it's mm-hmm. really repetitive rinse and repeat mm-hmm. auto-tune to the max so it's it's yeah. good you know mm-hmm. uh there's Thank music for that isn't just hip hop. Wow. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> no, but no, but I do listen to a lot of old stuff. So I was wondering, like, what what's what's your favorite, like out of the go team songs? Like what mm-hmm. what do you listen to? What out of my own music? Yeah. I mean, I'm not particularly happy with any of the albums. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's like the way Woody Allen can't watch mm-hmm. his own own movies back and always just sees the faults and stuff you know i don't think there's problems with all of them i think in a way but <laughs> but they're not perfect and they're human as you said right. i think yeah. this, mm-hmm. i think i'm quite pleased with the song chain link fence off the last record but yeah i don't know man i'm too close to it mm-hmm. it's hard to say uh-huh. <laughs> but like who 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 do you like who's your favorite like who do you listen to, you know, like mm-hmm. other than uh, who's my favorite art? Like, conve- <laughs> yeah, like con- contemporary or um, of all time, let's of say. Of all time. I mean, I always, I've always thought of them underground about the ultimate group, really, just because they're like mm-hmm. a little gang and they kind of spanned so many sounds. You know, they were aggro or they were really cute and they would just jump around. Um, <clears throat> you know, there's a million people, you know, any of Morricone is a big one, you know, MBB, Sonic Youth, Roxanne Chante, all of that stuff, you know, but lots of the stuff I listen to are standalone songs that were like some singer in the 60s who was like pulled off the street and to sing on this wicked little Northern Soul song and then just like disappeared and got on with her life, you know, so many of the things I'm into are things like that, these little standalone, unique rare songs that I don't know anything about them you know I like I gravitate towards these little weird songs that exist I've found so many great like northern soul songs just like looking at like you go on discogs and you see what was the most expensive records for the month and there's always going to be a couple soul singles that sold for like three thousand dollars that turned out to be really good that's, that's like a cool way to find uh small northern soul and stuff like that but that's probably an interesting be, one. yeah Wow. Okay, so it's like aficionados are like. Yeah, it's like the people dishing out that much for uh, you know old <laughs> old forty fives that uh, they tend to be pretty good. Wow, I'm gonna I'm gonna try that one. Yeah. Mm. <laughs>
Awesome. All right. So we have hit our time, Mark. So thank you very much for thank coming you. on the show. Uh, I think my closing <laughs> monologue would be, this, so their new song is out, guys. Go check it out. Yeah, I don't know why out. you guys are still watching this <laughs> long ass video. Go check out their song. Like, uh-huh. are you still here? Obviously, we'll leave a link to that mm-hmm. in the, the song, like in the video description, right? Yeah. Uh, is there anything you want to shout out? Anything you want to let the world know? Nah. If I'm happy, you're you're happy. I'm happy. No, nothing. No. We're very happy. So hopefully, you're happy too. Happy All righty. That you're happy. So there we go. So thank you for being here. Uh, we will be signing off. And Zach, you're not new to this. You might be in. So the way we sign off is usually a salute to cover the cam. And I will see you guys tomorrow. Peace. Peace.